tuned to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It!, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. Before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. OMG, Daphne, we reached our first Patreon goal. Hooray! We have 20 people who have joined our Patreon community, which means that they're getting first access to our events, they're getting shoutouts on our website and on the show, some of them have gotten stickers, all sorts of things. It's very exciting. Um, we have to make a video because we said we'd make a video when we, when we <laughs> reached our first goal. So uh, if you're a patron, uh, stay tuned for our video for you. Um, and if you want to become a patron and uh, become part of our online community, you can go to justonemorepodcast.com and click become a patron at the top of the page. And you can join for as little as a dollar a month. Yeah, I think that um, I'm very touched by all of our amazing Patreons. Yeah. And... As a result, I became a Patreon for someone else as you well. You did? Yeah, so I'm like kind of paying I it forward. I did too. Yeah. 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 Totally. But it's totally because of this. You kind of get so, addicted. Because once yeah. you're like, oh wait, I can get like everyone's VIP contact content for literally a dollar a month. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it yeah. starts to seem like a really good deal. Yeah, one of my really good friends, he has a Patreon and it's just for his like business coaching company mm-hmm. and blog. Um, and I pledge him $25 every month. Wow. So, guys. He must have great uh, content. <laughs> yeah, and so do we. <laughs> so, content. <laughs> um, so, wanted to shout out uh, our patrons, Andrew, Lola, Jason, Mike, Dave, Jan, Ethan, Maddie, Sarah, Patricia, Ben, and Libby for helping to make the show happen and, and for being such a great little community. Yeah, you guys rock so you hard. Um, so, today... In our continuing series about all of our different muscles and muscle groups, we're going to talk about one that I, the more times I say it, the less it feels like a word, calves. 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 If you say calves, it sounds like um, baby calves. Cows, yes. Calves. But it's calves. But there's an L in there. You don't say the L, I don't think. Yeah, there's the calves. (laughs) Calves. Calf singular, calf muscles, plural. Yeah, that is interesting. That L, it's there. It is, but it's kind of silent. I know. Yeah, people who, uh, for whom English is not your first language, I am so sorry. Yeah, we apologize. I'm not responsible for (laughs) this language, but I also don't endorse it. Um, So, what's your relationship to your calf muscles? (laughs) That's funny. I always say calf muscles instead of calves, which is weird. Because then you don't have to deal with that. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if that's a subconscious thing, maybe a subliminal thing. I just know in my soul that it sounds weird when I say it, so I have to say calf muscles instead of calves. Yeah. Calves. So, what's your relationship to your calf muscles? Calves. I have uh, very shapely calf muscles. (laughs) I also have very large calf muscles, which is a problem. Uh, Any of you ladies out there uh, listening who also have this problem, hit me up. Uh, It's a problem when you want to get boots because my calf muscles don't fit in the boot shafts. Word. Uh, Uh, That's, yeah. I tried to buy hunter boots once, which are, like, expensive, so I was, like, getting ready to drop some money. And then I didn't even fit in their, like, large calf version. <laughs> so I just went back to Target where the boots fit. There you go. Uh, what about you? Yeah. Well, so growing up, 
and dancing, I felt like I developed large calf muscles at a very young age. So for a very long time, I was actually super self-conscious about them until I grew up and I thought to myself, wait, these are amazing. (laughs) And literally no one cares. And literally no one cares and nor do I anymore. And then I thought these calves are awesome. They help me run. They help me jump. They help me skip and dance and work out and propel me forward when I move. I, <laughs> I pretty like, much just listed their functions. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're getting ahead of us, Daphne. Um, I feel like calves are a thing where actually um, maybe, I don't know, is this, is it weird to say that I feel like men focus more on what their calves look like than women do? So, you know, I feel like men are self-conscious about their calves because men oftentimes are self-conscious about having perhaps like smaller lower bodies Mm. granted this is a mass generalization but yes i do feel like guys historically have had calf day or they've done like lower leg day or they really want to build up their calves but then i also feel that with women too Mm. like i do feel um i do feel like women want to work them people enjoy doing them there was a big phase in society where I felt like everyone wanted like a dancer's body, quote mm-hmm. unquote, this is a major conversation for like another time, <laughs> yeah. but you know, everyone wanted that dancer's frame and it was all about doing like ballet type exercises and then the big bar movement, bar like B-A-R-R-E, um, came about and then all of a sudden doing things barefoot, like Pilates, bar, yoga, um, became very popular. And then I do feel like there was a bit of an emphasis on calves. Uh, however, that being said, I do think calf exercises are great. Um, but your body is your body and it's beautiful no matter what. And I always like to focus on strengthening muscle groups from a functional standpoint versus an aesthetic standpoint. Well, let's talk anatomy for a second. Yes, what let's do. are the calf muscles? Okay. Because you can say calf muscles. Do I use a plural there just because I have two legs? Or yes. are there... Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or are there multiple muscles in each oh, calf? Oh, interesting. So I would say calf muscles because I was referring to both legs. But there are multiple muscles within the calf muscle. What? So I know. So, <laughs> so what are the calf muscles look right, like? So the calf. The calf is the back portion of the lower leg in human anatomy. So if we start with the bones, we have our tibia and we have our fibula. So what the tibia is, is uh, the tibia is the bone that forms the shin and is the larger of the two lower leg bones. And the top of the tibia connects to the knee joint, and then the bottom of your tibia connects to the ankle joint. So if everyone does like a little visualization, if you touch your knee and you touch your ankle, there's that bone, and that connects, your your tibia connects your knee joint to the ankle joint. And so, although this bone carries all of your body's weight, it needs support from the fibula. So the fibula is actually what forms the calf bone. So it's a smaller bone of these two bones, and it actually runs parallel to your tibia. So the top end of your fibula is located right below your knee joint, but is not part of the knee joint itself. And then the lower end of the fibula is what forms the outer part of your ankle joint. So you can actually see it. So if everyone, if you touch your ankle, if you find that lump 
on the outside of your ankle. Yeah. Do you feel that? Yep. So that is the bottom of your fibula. And this fibula muscle, or sorry, this fibula bone doesn't actually carry too much weight, but it acts more as a stabilizer for the tibia. That makes sense. It would be like if I imagine like walking on toothpicks versus yes. walking on two toothpicks. Mm-hmm. Two toothpicks seems better. Yes, exactly. Two toothpicks versus one toothpick, and they are both very integral. Bear in mind, these are smaller bones, yet they bear the entire weight of our entire body, essentially. And we'll be talking a lot about the lower leg and how we can best strengthen all these little parts of our bodies um, so that they can support us and so we don't hurt them. So that's the, the those are the bones. So we have the tibia and the fibula. Those are the lower leg bones. And now let's talk about the muscles. So once again, the calf muscle is the back portion of your lower leg. So there are two large muscles within this calf that make up the calf muscle. Both the muscles attach to, or so then the calf attaches to your heel via your Achilles tendon. Uh, I've heard of of that. Yeah, a lot of people know what the Achilles tendon is. So if everyone just reaches towards the back of your lower leg and like right at the top of your heel, you're going to feel, you can almost pinch it. There's a tendon right at the top of your heel. You can pinch it between your two fingers. That is your Achilles tendon. So... Um, When it comes to the anatomy of the calf, we have two main muscle groups. We have one that is called the gastrocnemius and the soleus. So gastrocnemius sounds like a wizard. uh, Doesn't it? Yeah. It sounds like a magic word, too. Yes. Gastrocnemius. Let's join and I wave our pretend wands in the air. I turned into a calf muscle. I turned into Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) So, or I am Cho Chang. There you go. <laughs> so um, a lot of people just call it the gastrocnemius. You just call it the gastroc. And then the soleus. So the bulge we see at the back of your lower leg is the gastrocnemius. And it's the larger of the two muscles. So the gastroc does not actually attach to the bones of the shin, which is the tibia and the fibula, it, skipping them. And it connects to the femur bone and to the heel. Oh, yeah. cool. So upper leg and Exactly. Foot it's parts. like it crosses paths with the hamstrings as it attaches on either side of your of your femur bone. So it connects to your heel via the Achilles tendon along the, the along the back of your leg. And then we have the soleus, which is a smaller part of the muscle, and the soleus muscles go underneath underneath the gastrocnemius, if you were to put your hand right now, so everyone actually, let's do this, just to make it nice and clear. If you put your hand on the big squishy part of your calf, like the biggest part Mm -hmm. of your calf, that is your gastroc. And now kind of run your hand down. Do you feel it's like flatter Mm -hmm. towards your Achilles tendon? That is your soleus. So your soleus, it kind of pops out around there. That's when you feel it. However, the soleus still goes up all the way underneath the gastrocnemius. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like the gastroc is like a big circle, and it still attaches to your hamstring. And then the soleus is underneath it, and then it goes all the way down, continuing down the back of your... You can feel the soleus at some point in time, and then it attaches to your 
Achilles. The gastroc Tendon. is like the backpack worn by the sea. Soleus. Soleus. Yes, exactly. That is so cute. It's like a big backpack, (laughs) a big gastroc backpack. And so the calf muscle, um, so the soleus is is smaller and it's flat and it lies underneath it and it's wearing the big, bulky gastroc backpack. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So the function of the calf muscle is to to flex the foot at the ankle and to flex the leg at the knee joint. So if you, if everyone kind of kick your legs out and just flex and point your foot, Whee! that's the function of the calf. Good and job, of course, calf. for walking, it, um, it propels you forward. And if you kind of bend and straighten your leg a little bit, so this is flexing the leg at the knee joint and the calf is also involved there because the calf muscle attaches to your hamstring. So when you bend your leg, that is flexion of the calf. Cool. So, yeah, or flexing the leg at the knee joint. So flexion of, of the knee, which involves the calf. Yes, so those are all the wonderful anatomical tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> Nuggets of information as to what makes up the lower half of your leg from a bone standpoint and then from a muscular standpoint. And in terms of what the calves do, I feel like you just said some important stuff Mm -hmm. helps you bend your knee (laughs) and helps you walk and I assume run and jump and all those things too exactly walking running or jumping the calf muscle pulls the heel up to allow for forward movement cool so if we couldn't lift our heels up we couldn't place our foot down in front of our other foot if we could not lift if we could not use our calf muscles to pull our heels up we would have literally no forward movement (laughs) <laughs> We'd have to walk backwards. Yeah. Probably yeah. even that wouldn't work because you know, still have to be, put, pick up your yeah, feet. We would just be weirdly shaped humans. So calves, despite being uh, smaller than our quads, are mm-hmm. still very important to yeah. everyday motion. Yeah, very important. Um, are, uh, they're completely integral. And oftentimes, granted this is not necessarily just um, calf related but I will oftentimes recommend for people in day to day life to try to engage their core and glutes a little bit more because your feet and your calf muscles are so much smaller Mm. that when you do rely on the bigger muscle groups it overall just lends to just better biomechanical movement overall Mm -hmm. and then less injury on the feet and the calves and the shins which we'll talk about and the Achilles especially when you run and when you are active and when you enjoy doing physical activities like running, jumping, working out, dancing. Um, and uh, I was going to say wearing, well, you know what, wearing any type of shoe, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy wearing shoes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were talking about calf size yes. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything you can do to change the shape or size of your calf? Or is yes, that mostly just like what you're born with? So you can. You can. You can, although I do recommend for people when they do start venturing into calf exercises to not let the appearance of the calf be the sole reason to strengthen your calf muscle. That being said, strengthening the calf muscles, that, that's really integral. So growing up, that was something that happened on a daily basis. You and I, we took ballet. 
We were literally doing calf raises, although we didn't realize it at the time. Right, releve. Releve. So that's just when you are in, you're, you're standing with your feet together, your toes are totally turned out, and you go, you push through the, the big toes, and you go up under the balls of your feet, and then down, up under the balls of your feet, and down. We literally did that in first position, and second position, third, fourth, and for those of you who don't know dancer positions, don't worry. <laughs> it's basically it's standing basically on your tiptoes. standing, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, they're just ballet stances, I guess. And we were doing calf raises all the time. Although we didn't call them calf raises at the time. At the time, we called it releve. So I, for one, felt like that that did probably alter the shape of my calves. Um, And everyone has a different body type. um, And everyone has different testosterone levels, too. And so I felt like I put on muscle very quickly. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of calves being, being able to change the shape, or the size of your calf, totally. Like, you can. Should that be your main focus? No, because I, I like to always have us do exercises more for the sake of helping us enhance our quality of life versus this whole notion of, like, toning and sculpting our bodies and trying to, like, manipulate our bodies all the time. So in terms of those exercises, though, I incorporate a lot of them into my own personal workouts, into my clients' workouts, and I do a lot of them in the classes I teach. Because it is such a small muscle, I like to call it like a corrective restorative exercise almost, calf raises or mm-hmm. calf exercises, and we'll, well go over the exercises. That's something that we've talked about before is that you have said like there are some muscle groups that like, yeah, you can totally do exercises to work those muscle groups, mm-hmm. but you get more bang for your buck when you work out the larger muscle groups. Yeah. Um, and so if you're working on those smaller muscle groups, it's good to do it like in combination with other things. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, so that you're not like, it would be like spending your entire workout doing like pinky raises. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you're going to like get a strong pinky, but like you didn't get much of a workout. Definitely. I like to think of it as when we do the smaller muscle groups to almost reframe your mindset on them as more of a corrective restorative workout in which you were doing things to balance out your body to prevent injury and to uh, overall enhance your quality of movement and your um, your biomechanics and to feel way less pain. So when doing things that are smaller, like bicep curls and calf raises, that's awesome. I, I totally say keep those in because they're important. Um, calf raises especially or little like glute bridges, bird dogs. The Some of my favorite exercises are, but are those exercises the same as jump squats and burpees when it comes for metabolic health? and getting the heart rate elevated and getting the blood circulating, definitely not. But you can do both. You could literally do a Tabata of big exercises and then take a little break and do some calf raises on the side. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right, Joanna, in the sense that um, combining all the moves is really, uh, really a a positive for your body. You taught me everything I know. Oh, Joanna, best student ever. Well, let's talk about calf exercises. Yeah. If we want to uh, work our calves in our workouts, what kinds of things are we going to be doing? Okay. So when it comes to calf raises, the main one, or sorry, when it comes to calf exercises, well, I just gave it away. <laughs> I just totally gave it away. Calf raises. Calf raises are one of the most basic exercises. They're one of the easiest ones to do. You actually don't need much equipment, and they're a fantastic way to strengthen your gastroc, your soleus, but then to also activate the Achilles tendon. So it draws a lot of blood to that area, which helps. It helps to strengthen it, but at the same time, it helps increase range of motion and just use in a good way. 
because we use them all the time, but we're just using them in like a repetitive way, like walking, running, jumping, skipping. We have to do the strengthening exercises to make sure that the muscles have good integrity. So I am always skipping. <laughs> always skipping. Just um, down the street. So how do I do it? Okay. I'm going to get up here. So the most basic way to do a calf raise is to just stand with your feet hip width apart. Flat on the ground, you can do this with shoes or without shoes. I have and shoes to, on, if anyone's curious. <laughs> you do. And you can either put your hands, um, you can face the wall and then put your hands on the wall <laughs> behind you. Daphne's making me turn away and face the wall. <laughs> yeah, right there. And then you can just, and the wall's just there to balance you, but it's not necessary. And you just push through your big toes. You go up and locking your legs completely straight. Your quads as well, so your thighs. And then you lower your heels back down and then you get your heels back as high as you can. And that's version one of the calf raise. Now you can do this on one foot. You can just put what? the other ankle behind you, kind of. Yeah. And then link it behind you. Oh, but you that's much harder. Two feet, one leg. Yeah, one calf raise. And then you can do this on the edge of a sidewalk, edge of a stair, where your range of motion is even increased because then if your heels, they go down lower if you do this on the edge of a, a stair. And can everyone can hear my your, um, ankles cracking when I was doing it? It was like snap, crack, crack. <laughs> So you can do that, and you can also do that with your toes turned out, like what they do in ballet. For some people, it's more comfortable like that, um, but it's not necessary. So I feel like in the personal training world, oftentimes it's just legs parallel, but then in the dance world and then in some types of workouts, they do toes turned out. And really, that's up to you. There is not one body type that is better than the other. That's something that is has nothing to do with this episode. but. Um, when it comes to like an ideal body, don't think that just by doing calf raises with your toes pointed out, like you're a dancer, like, like that's something that this <laughs> yeah. is a whole separate episode, but, um, yeah, placing value on like the, the dancer body yeah. type, which was something I totally dealt with for a really long time. Like not having that. <laughs> yeah. But anywho, anywho, move your body the way that feels right for your body. Totally separate. Yeah, exactly. So yes. So do the calf raises that feel good for you. Um, the main thing is though, to push through your big toe every time. And also sometimes it's just the natural alignment of your hips. Like some guys just cannot guys, I shouldn't say that some people can just cannot turn their toes out the way a dancer would in sure, first position. If you don't have that, we've been doing it out. for our whole lives. Like for sometimes that feels better for us, mm-hmm. so we play around with it, whatever we are feeling. So that's that's one. Another thing too is just any type of jumping, jumping jacks, jump squats. Um, all of those moves really activate the calves. And another thing that also really activates the calf muscles is walking on your tiptoes. Like that walks that works your calves. So just the the tiptoe walk is a, a big one. When my and sister then, was little, she used to walk around on her tiptoes all the time. Did she? Yeah. That's so cute. Aww. I always thought it looked like Barbie feet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's actually like a good way to a good way to think <laughs> about it. So um, uh, tiptoe walk, calf raises, and then at the gym, you will see there is a machine called a seated calf raise machine. I've mm. seen guys on it. It's like a machine you sit on. There's some like weights over your thighs and your feet like rest on like a bar uh-huh. and your heels just go up and down and up and down and up and down. Oh, so it's like doing so a calf like raise weight. but sitting down? Yeah, you could literally do this like Joanna and I. Just God forbid like, you engage your core. Right. Okay. <laughs> like Joanna and I were literally seated right now. If you and I were to have dumbbells on our hands and then resting our <laughs> dumbbells on our, in our hands, resting the dumbbells on our quads, this is actually an exercise, and then doing calf raises. Mm-hmm. Like, we're both doing it right now. I wish you guys could see us. We look like we're doing choreography in, like, yeah. a weird robot oh, yeah, yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
like we're about to break out into song and dance, yeah. chair dance. So um, that's a machine that you can use. However, it's not necessary. It's a machine that was created, and there are many other ways to work your calves that don't require this machine. However, if you enjoy it, that's fine. Knock yourself out. To start to increase the difficulty of calf raises, you can hold dumbbells. You can hold dumbbells on your shoulders. And then to um, increase the, the difficulty of calf raises, you can do one leg, and then you can do one, one leg on a, uh, on a stair. So then that would be like the most progressed version of it. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like I hate them. <laughs> but like, but like when I say hate, I mean it like out of love. Daphne loves to hate things. Yeah. Cause I don't really hate anything. Yeah. Yeah. If I did, I would tell you, but, <laughs> but, um, no, I, what I, what I mean to say is they burn. And right. then when you're doing one leg on a stair weighted with like two dumbbells at your shoulders that you're just holding. I mean, it's, it's brutal. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you just feel the burn instantaneously. And then it's important on the flip side, after doing these things that strengthen your calves, also running, jump rope, like um, tiptoe walking. These are things that, j- uh, jump squats, jumping jacks. These, these are things that activate and still, yes, strengthen your calves. But like I've said before, it's in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's in a different way than doing the actual strengthening exercise. It's like that question I answered, I think, a couple of weeks ago. You know, does do, do running does running and spinning, does that work my legs in the same way that squats and lunges do? No, it doesn't. So will doing will running and jumping rope and um, uh, doing jump squats and jumping jacks, will that work my calves in the same way as calf raises? No. So that's but still like, good. But still very good. And you should totally do it. Yeah. But mix it up. But mix it up and, and just know that some are those stationary exercises that involve the, what I call, it's not what I call, it is what it's called, <laughs> hypertrophy of the muscle, that full breakdown of the muscle, doing like three reps of, three sets of 15 reps until full fatigue. That's a good thing. That's how we used to build and strengthen. Whereas when we're just running or jumping rope or doing jumping jacks, we're activating them, not necessarily hitting that full breakdown. Cool. Yeah. Um, what about stretching and foam rolling our calves? Mm-hmm. Okay, so calf injuries can actually be really common. So there are calf muscle strains, and that's just when you either recruit or stretch the calf muscle past its normal length, resulting in some tearing of the calf muscle fibers. Calf muscle strains can vary from being like really awful to just kind of mild. Really awful is pretty much like a tear, like a complete Ow. tear of the muscle. Um, so a muscle strain is not fun. So they can vary. A, a pulled calf muscle is also an overstretching of the calf muscle. Pulling is just when you overstretch something beyond its limit that also results in some tears. Um, the, the, ter- the, the tears can be partial or complete. It can also just be slight overstretching that it just needs to repair from. And then there's ruptures, which is severe pain and complete inability to walk, and the calf muscle may actually collapse into a oh. lump or ball shape, and you can oh, see God. and feel that through the skin. So it, don't do that. Doesn't, yeah, that doesn't happen. It. That's like never happened in my day. That's in good. In terms of like experience, um, of like what I have seen. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just like, this is just like anatomy stuff. Like please, people, try to not focus too much on these on these um, calf muscle 
injuries, Achilles tendonitis is a really big one. So Achilles tendonitis, granted, yes, that is not the calf muscle. It still involves the lower leg. It's just when that Achilles tendon gets really inflamed Mm -hmm. and strained and just doesn't feel good. And then shin splints. That's another thing that I also like to kind of lump into the calf muscle. Shin splints um, are when you feel a bit of pain in the front of your lower leg. I have them. Yeah. They're not fun. And I have since high school. When I was in high school, there was a period where I was both running track very badly Mm -hmm. and uh, dancing on the dance team, and we rehearsed in a cafeteria that didn't have sprung floors. Oh, Um, ah, yeah. And all of a sudden, I was like, ow, it feels like my shin bone hurts. Why is that a thing? Yeah. Shin splints. Shin splints. So a shin splint is, um, it's really common. So they oftentimes develop after physical activity, but I have found that they develop in like my reality in terms of me personally and then all the girls and guys I know walking around in flip-flops for a long time it's just not supportive when you're just really straining your feet and straining your lower leg or just overworking when you have no support dancing barefoot um on on floors that have no give mm-hmm. uh and then and then shoes I find like shoes like sometimes I get shin splints if I'm traveling and I'm walking around in like a cute new pair of vans mm-hmm. that I got I'm like, oh, these are good walking shoes. I'm so accustomed to sneakers that I should just wear sneakers. Yeah. But then sometimes I get shin splints when that's the case. Mm-hmm. So a shin splint is when... Um, so shin splints are... It refers to this pain that we get along the inner edge of the shin bone or the, the tibia. So you can feel it's kind of like that squishy muscle in the front of your... The front of your lower leg and then out to the side. Yeah. The lateral side, not the inside. So... Um, oftentimes people who run a lot, if you're not running with proper form or in the right sneakers or in old sneakers, you'll get shin splints. Um, but simple measures can be done to prevent them and then also to treat them. So it's just a lot of inflammation in the muscles, tendons, and bone tissue around the tibia. And what causes it, a lot of people say the causes have to do with having um, improper footwear and then uh, inflexibility in the arches of your feet and while all of that is very true I have found that in my history shin splints oftentimes come from yes those things but tight calves mm-hmm. really tight calves like that was one of the first things I learned from like a master personal trainer my very first year of training years and years and years ago was that shin splints actually can be prevented if you have loose, healthy calves. Because if your calves are healthy and they're working properly, you're not going to get shin splints. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Totally. So, yeah. like, that's kind of when I figured that out, I was like, my mind is blown. <laughs> um, but shin splints can be kind of taken care of with good calf stretches and then also doing some foam rolling of the calf and of the shin. Well, let's talk about that next. Yeah. So those are all the injuries. Injury prevention and injury treatment involves warming up the calf muscles before you work out and keeping them loose so that they're not, like, rock-solid tight in day-to-day life. I feel like everyone has tight calves. Everyone has tight calves because we're using them all the time. Totally. And we're not properly strengthening them and we're not properly stretching them. So we all have tight calves. And then foam rolling. So, So keeping your calves loose keeping them happy and keeping them strong, keeping them stretched, strengthened, and rolled is pretty much a recipe for A, no calf strains, and B, no shin splints. 
So, what do we do to stretch our calves? Okay, so... Or I guess we could start with warming up our calves. Yeah, so warming up the calves, you know what I actually like to do? I, when I'm running, I will actually just do, I will walk a little bit. Like, I'll, I'll walk a little <laughs> Seems bit. straightforward. Yeah. And then what I like to do is I also just like to do a few ankle rolls where I just kind of kick my foot out and I roll my ankle one direction and then the other and then I do the same thing with the other leg because that actually helps to stretch out and loosen up the calf just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Another thing with warming up the calves is sometimes warming up also involves activating them. So doing just a few, um, uh, so if, say you're warming up for either a workout or a run, so the, these two specifically. The, like my top few ways to warm up the calves are to do a little bit of walking, to do some ankle rolls where you kind of roll the, roll the ankle, flex and point the foot a few times just to loosen up the calf. And then you can do a few jumping jacks to activate the calf. You can do a few calf raises to activate the calf after it's warm. And then another thing I like to do if my calves are really tight and I feel like they're just going to get like more and more and more locked up if I continue working out on them, either um, if it's a run or a workout class, I do a few downward dogs where I like mm. just stay in a downward dog and I pedal my heels back and forth. So th- that's what I do. That, that And that's what I recommend a lot of people do. And that's what a lot of, I guess, trainers and fitness experts <laughs> do. So it's a mix of creating range of motion, activating, and then also light stretching, but not static stretching. Right. And static stretching is when you just like hit a stretch and hold it. Mm-hmm. And we never want to do that yeah. when our muscles are cold. Exactly. And it is okay if you are warm. So say you've been working out for a few minutes and then you do need to still like stretch your calves out. Like say they're getting tighter as you're working out mm-hmm. for sure. Stretch them out. The easiest thing to do is if, okay, so then we'll talk about stretches. So stretches can be done when you're a little bit warmer and then especially at the end of the workout. The easiest stretch to do is you just stand up, you put two hands on the wall in front of you. I'll do it now. That's perfect. And I can cue you into it. Two hands on the wall in front of you and then your front knee is pretty much bent, almost like a 90 degree angle, and then your back leg is straight out behind you. Ah. Yeah. And then if you even move the back leg back even more, the goal is to keep the back leg totally straight but the heel down. And then you sink your hips forward while he- keeping your hips square, and you're going to feel the stretch Ooh, in your calf. How does I that do feel? indeed. Yeah. So that's version one. If you do not have a wall, all you need to do, what I like to do is I just like to put one foot in front of the other, and I just like to bend my knees and kind of sink my butt back. So you want to try that one too? Oh, God. You can, try this one. Over? you can try this one with the other calf. So this one kind of gets more of the Achilles, the Achilles as well. Okay. So, so put your feet, and actually, so it's just like the the toes of the back foot are just right behind your heel. Okay. So yeah. my feet are like in and line then, with each other. Yeah. And then give it like two inches of space in between. There you go. And now just kind of bend your knees a little bit and then sink your butt back a little. You're going to feel a little bit of a stretch in the Achilles tendon. You can actually keep your back a little bit more upright. You'll feel a stretch a little bit in the Achilles of your left leg, of the back uh, leg. I see. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you can do that with the other side too if you want to be even. And then there's the downward dog where you can just hit a downward dog position like in yoga and you can pedal your heels back and forth and then eventually try to get your heels to touch the ground. That's a major calf stretch. And then the last thing to do is I love just stepping one heel, letting one heel drop off of a stair. Mm -hmm. That's very easy. A sidewalk, a stair, anything, and that helps stretch out the calf as well. And then the last thing you do is if you're lying down on your back face up and you kick one leg straight up in the air 
and you're kind of doing a hamstring stretch, but you grab your foot and you kind of pull your toes back towards, put yeah, pull your toes back kind of like towards your nose a little bit. That helps to stretch out the calf and the Achilles as well. And if you aren't flexible enough to do that with your hands, you can like use a you towel. You can use a towel. You can use a, a rope around your foot. Yep. Mm-hmm. So cool. those are the calf stretches. Now, calf rolling. Calf rolling is real fun. <laughs> it's not as hard as we think it's going to be. All you do is you keep your butt on the ground and you just place one calf over your foam roller. And then keeping your butt on the ground, taking your other ankle and crossing it over the ankle that you are trying to roll... You just bend your knee up and down so that the roller goes back and forth underneath your calf muscle so until you find a spot that feels tender and then you stay on it. And then you can also just move your lower leg horizontally so that you're cross-fibering against the foam roller. So that would be sort of like rotating from my hips in and so out. that yeah. I'm going like yeah. sideways across the muscle yeah. instead of yeah, just Yeah, rotating just more from like your lower leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so doing that is also really great for your calves and for your Achilles. And then to foam roll your shins, what I like to do is I like to get on all fours, and then I place the foam roller underneath my shins, but then I focus on one shin, and I kind of cross one leg on top of the other, and then I roll up and down my shin. That sounds like it would hurt a lot. It hurts the shin. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird on the upper body, but it doesn't hurt the upper body. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's that's the... We can find some videos. I know yeah. that's kind of weird. Um, it's funny. Before we started recording, I was just telling Daphne that I was feeling sh- some shin splints, and she was like, well, we'll talk about it in the calf episode. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm going to go. I guess I'll have someone take video of me rolling out my shins, and you can tell me if I'm doing it right, <laughs> and then we can post it for everyone so you can all laugh at me. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I'm going to do a takeaway here. So... Um, our calf muscles are in the backs of our lower legs, and it's two muscles that make up the calf, as well as two bones. Um, and they're really important for all kinds of moving that we do. Walking, jumping, running, skipping, all that stuff. Forward movement is, uh, our calves are required. Um, calves just come in different sizes, and different people build muscle in different ways. But, um, if you... Uh, strengthen your calf, it will probably change shape, but more importantly, it will let you do all those things we talked about, like walking and running and jumping, etc. To work our calves, we can do calf raises, um, and there are a few different levels. We can also uh, do the, like, calf raise machine, Mm -hmm. basically. Um, What was the other thing we talked about? Uh, Jumping, skipping. Oh, yeah, uh, doing the actual... Jumping jacks, tiptoe walking... Right. Um, And then before we do that, we're going to warm up our calves so that they get loosened up. And we can do that um, by doing, you know, by activating it a little bit, by doing some jumping jacks, um, by walking. um, And we can do some downward dogs. Uh, What else? How else were we going to warm up? Is that Uh, warming up uh, ankle rolls? Right. Rolling our flexing and pointing your foot. Right. Yep. Uh, and then once we're warm, after we've worked out or a little bit into our workout, we can stretch them um, either by doing those things we just mentioned or by um, if we're on our backs and we have our legs up in the air, we can sort of pull our toe back mm-hmm. towards our bodies or do the things Daphne made me do standing <laughs> up. Um, and uh, we can also foam roll them. And we yes. can foam roll our shins, too, to uh, help either prevent or uh, heal from shin splints. Um, is that? Yeah, that's a great takeaway. 
great. Every time you do the takeaway, I'm like, that could have been the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. We need no. your nuance and expertise, we, yes, Daphne. Yes, exactly. And my stupid jokes. Yeah, I mean, what would our podcast be without those things? Very short. <laughs> uh, cool. Thanks, Daphne. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shaw-Flam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, help subscribing, and to join us on Patreon, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Just One More Pod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Just One More Podcast, or you can email us at info at Just One More Podcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.